How to dream, cowboys. Welcome back, everyone. It's the the title show, Westworld. We're going to be recapping episode five, entitled... Oh, you don't know? You no, took notes. No, I thought you were supposed to do this. No, I'm, ta- I'm being real cool today. I'm real lackadaisical right. on over uh, here. Uh, then I need a moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, no, it's Zhuang, Zhuang Z. You, you perhaps will have a better understanding of how to pronounce this philosopher's name. Yeah. We're talking about season four, episode <laughs> five, Zhuangzi, written and directed by... Uh, do we even still do that part anymore? Not really. N- not people who wrote any episodes last season or the other two seasons before that. And I'm James. And I'm Ryan. And again, this is the Westworld no, Podcast. It's the HBO Boys Or the HBO Podcast. Boys yeah. Podcast. Hey, uh, I liked <laughs> this episode. It was good. Me too. <laughs> yes, I liked the episode because a lot of things happened. A lot of threads were tied up it was sort of the episode we've been waiting for where we get answers and it's a linear storyline and it's interesting throughout and some actors get to flex their big old muscles and be good at their jobs and you know what this episode had none of oh caleb that's right nice yeah it was just an interesting nice linear drop all the bullshit here's what's going on it's the far-flung dystopian future, and Charlotte Hale Dolores is gone. And what's that going to be like? And there is some left, a little bit of mystery of maybe, oh, what's going on with Christine? Is she in the same timeline as Hale? Probably, but they might pull some shit on us with that, too. Right. Yeah, we have been timeline duped a tiny bit. We know Stubbs is in... Uh, New York City now, the Big Apple and Stubbs, uh, while he is is roaming around with a bunch of uh, uh, rejects. What do they call themselves? Special Edgelords? What do they say? I don't know. They're the Outliers. Outliers. Yeah, he's uh, he's a the Secret Service for the Outliers currently. But yeah, th- we said linear storyline twice now. But I'm gonna say it for a third time, it's the reason it was good because it, as you said, like didn't feel bullshitty. It was just happening and we got some flack for how negative we were being last time ouch you say ouch yeah yeah it hurt you no the flack hurt me when it exploded next to my airplane nice Go on. ew gross what that's what flack is go ahead flack is that the the uh the solid definition of what flack is the the point is i i don't know what to tell you in fact I want this, of course I want this show to be good. I'm, I'm spending my time watching it. So I was glad at the end of this episode, I was like, oh yeah, that was good. Solid. The episode starts with a cold open. William and a couple of young socialites are having dinner and discussing 21st century hegemonic neoliberal capitalist society <laughs> and uh, the American meritocracy fetish sure. and, and how those things are actually good. And then... William just starts teasing them and dunking on them because even though they're humans and he's a robot, they're actual NPCs and they just kind of stand there and smile because that's all how they know what to do. Right. They just take it, which is it's uncomfortable to watch. It reminded me of the Dr. Ford and Teresa scene from the first season. But then Clementine comes and takes him to what looks like a murder scene. Nice. Here we find out that a two-year-old host was hunting an outlier and won the game, but then she also murdered this family. Right. She is 
as they said, being two weeks from ascension, mm. which seems as though they take the brain ball out and they put it into some. Like, it is a next level of host. Or that's when you finish the maze and become truly sentient. Right. And there's some sort of ritual. It's catered. It's very nice. So that's the setup. We're now in world world where the hosts are humans and the newcomers are hosts. Yeah, take that, humans. You deserve it for what you did to Crispy Chicken Charlotte Hale. Robo William scolds this two-year-old host for being a psycho killer and then tells Clementine to take her back where she came from. Tough, tough times. Doesn't feel like it's going to be very good for that host that went insane. We don't know what made this host lose their shit. That mystery will be revealed to us by the end of the episode. Christine wakes up, always waking up, my girl. Nice. And her roommate, who I think now is probably a human. Yeah, a human <laughs> with a bit by a goo fly. Yeah. And they talk about her nice date with Teddy, and it is explicitly said that she did not sleep with him. Teddy, in the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, yes. But she did have a very nice chat with Theodore uh, about their lives, mostly about Christine's life. And again, while all this is happening, we're just kind of thinking, hey, is Christine a robot? Christine then goes into work, and it has become clear to everyone that the stories that she's writing are lives for the human NPCs to live out. Her obnoxious boss comes to harass her again. Christina, I I need ten more NPCs by 5 p.m. or the company is sunk. Yeah. Olympiad will burn to the ground without your NPC stories. Also, stop putting them in the desert because all of our NPCs live in a large city. Christine then goes on to pitch a new character, and the description of which, in certain respects, might be describing Dolores, but then also possibly might be describing Christine... And then at the end, she's not able to give the character a name. Hmm. Hmm. Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. One is Christine, one is Dolores. She then gets a call from Teddy, who is basically doing like Morpheus at the beginning of the Matrix type stuff. Yeah. Your boss is standing behind you. There's a pencil on the desk. By the way, they put Lawrence Fishburne into John Wick 4. I don't know if he was in 3 or not, but I was like, I don't, come on. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. Cut to a crazy scene. Charlotte Hale is making a bloody-fingered human NPC play piano and then forcing everyone else to dance. Human chair. Human chair. She's being really anal attentive about everything that they're doing. Like, no, stop it. You're doing it wrong. Do it just like this. And she gets really annoyed with some dude's lousy ice sculpture. And while this is happening, an instrumental version of uh, Perfect Day by Lou Reed is playing and eagle-eyed viewers will know that that was the song which played in the trailer for season four as well. Oh shit, Raman Jawadi coming in hard once again. The MVP of the show always has been, always will be, except for this moment where human chair, human chair. Yeah, Charlotte Hale forces four human NPCs to make a chair for her and then tells Robo William that she's bored. Yeah, God is bored, and also none of the extras who are making this human chair right now can blink while I do this scene. I thought that while an interesting thing to set to film, I was thinking about the real-world ramifications of four probably not that well-played background actors. Sorry. Four probably not that well-paid background actors who now have to, like, make a human chair for multi-millionaire Tessa Thompson sure. to sit down on them. Does that degrade your self-esteem at all? It should. 
but still kind of funny. Okay, the rest of this scene, Charlotte Hale and Robo Williams are having a strange, confusing argument, which is also serving as exposition of what's happening, and I found it somewhat difficult to follow. Is that your general consensus of the I scene mean, that we're moving on? Or? the setup, which we already have, which is that, like, New York City is is now world world, world world they call it the game there are outliers out there and they're fucking up the whole system just like they did for rehoboam and now there's a part of the game is they send hosts into the city to find and kill the outliers so we're doing reverse blade runner yes less ryan gosling which makes it worse so now, yeah, we have robots hunting divergent humans. Still being told what to do by Charlotte Hale making those low-pitched sounds with those white things. You know what I'm talking about. So they also go to the tower, and in the garden outside the tower, we see that the host who had previously won the game by killing an outlier and then went berserk has now shot herself in front of the tower. Yeah! Killed themselves. They're about to have a whole scene about robots killing themselves because they, uh, through the power of friendship, learn empathy from the fly hosts who are going rogue. And the robots are killing themselves? I love that shit. That's a very cool idea that the robot's like, nope, I'm out of here. While they have this back and forth expositing, there's a bunch of weird shit happening in front of them. That was a cool set Mm -hmm. that they built there. Uh, in, in, including a brain ball being taken out of some host. We're not sure what's going on there. And by the way, like, we also get to see more of the New York skyline. I don't know how much money was spent. Again, not a lot of people watching this show. I'm not sure they're going to get a fifth season. I think they're going to get the fifth season, but I think their budget will be lower. But at least they'll get to use that skyline they already built over again. So to recap what was established in this scene, there are outliers just like in season three. Nice. Now hosts go into World World uh, to be Blade Runners for the Outliers. Massacre Girl host was one of the Blade Runners, but she couldn't hack it. The job was too much for her. Uh, as Ryan said, she spoke to the Outlier. The Outlier inspired her and mm-hmm. she did to kill herself. Okay. Or at least just like, think about what you're doing, man. And that's that's the end of that scene. Good scene, actually. This is interesting shit. I'm glad that stuff's happening. The Maeve and Caleb storyline really petered out there, and so good thing we're not really getting those characters anymore. Ditto Bernard Stubbs, and we don't get really much of them in this one either. Although, no, Stubbs is a great... He's a good sidekick character in this episode. I really enjoyed Stubbs. So, Charlotte Hale, Dolores, God Robot, (laughs) wants to send out Robo William to be the new Blade Runner because he's so hard he won't get friendshiped. And she gives him a mission to take out one of the outliers in the game. Right. Her idea is that if Robo William can get turned, then any of them can, which I think is an astute observation. So she has trust that Robo William's going to go into this situation and be like, yeah, no. He even says out loud, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm Robo William. Stubbs go with the other rebels into the city. This is like the Matrix. They're going to go in and get one of the fly people. And it is them, a lot like, like the bring Matrix. Them back to Zion. All of the robots them. are Hugo weaving. <laughs> and I just had a thought like, oh, these rebels are, they're in a loop, man. They're part of this shit. Do you think? Could be. Yeah, they just are, uh, are, are being told to get the other edgelord out of the city. Yeah, they just bait for Bernard, I think. 
Yeah, that could be. Christine meets with Teddy at a pier. At first, she thinks he's a stalker, but he gets her to look across the sea at a bunch of empty water, trying to see the tower. And and I had a thought at this point, like, Teddy is doing to Dolores exactly what Dolores did to Caleb. Like, oh, did you ever think the world's fucked up? What if there's a system that controls everyone? And what if you're the god of that system? Right. And then he shows her, actually, you have the power to control the human NPCs by writing their stories. And so when she does this, she says them out loud. Like, if I wanted Ryan to give me $5, I'd be like, Ryan handed me $5. And and in this instance, I would give it to you. But I, not a fly goo robot, will be (laughs) not giving you that $5. That's how it works. So Maeve, controller of hosts. Now Dolores, Christine controller of people yes uh, a dichotomy i wish to see and hopefully that makes mave's storyline interesting if she comes into contact with a uh, npc person changer william catches up with the outlier later that night immediately she begins to wax poetic and through the power of friendship and learned empathy william is is doubting himself too oh no He's about to shoot her when she gets saved by Stubbs and the other rebels. They're going to take her back to Zion. (laughs) Yeah. And they're going to start the second movie with like a weird underground Zion orgy, which I think is a bold maneuver. Bold move, Cotton. Now that you mention orgies. Sure. They've really taken the sex out of this show this season, haven't they? Is that something you hate? Not that I really care or not, just an observation. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, well, I think it's that... They are in the later seasons. Evan Rachel Wood is not going to do anything sexual anymore as per her new contract. I think a lot of those new contracts that they signed post the second season or even the first were like, no, we're not going to do that anymore. And we're the main characters. It's a very much like Amelia Clark in the later seasons of Game of Thrones, where she was just like, yeah, I'm good. I did that in the early seasons when I wasn't a star, but now I am. So I'm not going to do that weird shit anymore. I almost wonder if, like, getting the named actors nude in the early seasons is just a marketing ploy to get people to watch the show. Mm, And then once the show is established, they're like, well, we don't need to do that anymore. Isn't that the entire brand of HBO? Right. Teddy tells Christina at the end of their date that she just needs to go back to her normal life and play it cool. And they'll meet again soon. So then she says she has to meet her friend for lunch. And when she gets there, it's it's Charlotte Hale, God bought Dolores. Oh, my God. So did Charlotte Hale, is Christine a robot? Did Charlotte Hale put a perhaps Dolores brain ball in her? Or is she some kind of human clone homunculus uh, from robot Dolores? But obviously she has like admin powers over the sounds, the low frequency sounds. Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. And she is probably obviously not as powerful as Charlotte Hale who can make human chairs. But... She obviously is like, she's learned, this is her origin story, learning her robot superpowers. They're just a couple of Doloreses having lunch. At this point in the show, I wrote in my notes, Tessa Thompson is so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think my point stands from an earlier episode. I think Charlotte Hale is one, bored, she said it out loud, and two, she's lonely, which is why she keeps old William alive uh, in, uh, in Carbonite, and why she keeps bringing back people she recognizes, like Dolores, like Teddy, if that's also assumably a robot, right? I don't know what Brain Balls and Teddy 
I don't know what brain ball is in Christine. I would assume, again assume it's a Dolores ball, but who knows? It's like keep your She's enemies close. She's nostalgic for season one. Yeah, like she we all it are. Back. It's like keep your enemies close. And your friend's closer, but she doesn't have any friends, so she's just recreating her enemies. Charlotte Hale Dolores tries to make Christina Dolores give up information on Teddy, but she doesn't give her the goods. Instead, they just have an extremely awkward five-minute lunch. Yes, Christine, perhaps, has ascended. Christine goes back to her office and tries to look up Dolores by name, which was interesting, but that name is not in the system. Then her boss drags her into the office Tries to give her the third degree about her shitty job of making NPCs. But then he begins to interrogate her as if he's a tech on Westworld. Yeah, basically like Charlotte Hale part two. He starts to threaten her, but then she controls him, showing that he's actually a human NPC. Oh, shit. In the next scene, Robo William goes to where the real William is being kept prisoner. Very bizarre scene here. Yes, they let Ed Harris fuck they were like let's put him in a scene with him the biggest juggernaut actor we now have on the show because anthony hopkins is gone what is better than one ed harris two ed harry beautiful thank you after his encounter with the outlier robo william is feeling sad that he'll never be a real boy (laughs) yeah and imprisoned human william is using this as an opportunity to make robo william insecure and get into his head and yet, dedicated viewers will recall that, it, though not completely stated, they showed in many different ways that William is actually also an outlier. He has a moment where he smells blood in the water, perhaps tastes it even, and he's like, ooh, I'm going to start playing some underwater 4D chess and manipulating robot me because he is a bit vulnerable at the moment and I am just going to chop that tree until it's dead. So Robo William is unsure what to do with the rest of his life and the scene ends with human William continuing to gaslight him. So do we not get to see the lead up to the fidelity test that we saw as a post credit scene at the end of a season? Is will that- yeah, when, when the show is completely done... That'll be a fun, like, YouTube video to stitch together, like, the journey of Robo-William all throughout the seasons. So, uh, there have been many sci-fi stories that are, like, aliens arrive at a planet. It has a bunch of robots on it, or a higher life form than even robots. It's obvious that there was a biological race at some point that has ascended to being all robots or having like half robot parts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? That story is uh, tried and true. That's some sci-fi shit. I wonder if this story could be that or if this is the story of we were going to have all the humans be dead, have the next version or main species on this planet be robots, but this is a different kind of story where everybody goes extinct because the humans were so shitty that they made the robots feel things and that's shitty too so they all kill themselves as well now it's an empty planet yeah or just at the end of this we'll be like well first we made you guys be npcs in a park then you made us be npcs in a park we now see that our doing it originally was wrong. You've taught us that lesson. So from now on, there'll be people and humans and nobody will force anyone to play in a macabre live roleplay game where their lives are on the line. Right. Charlotte Hale in this episode says something to the effect of like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's what they would do. 
What do you mean that's what they would do? You made a city full of them. That's exactly what they did to you. You can't use that's what they would do and have the high horse. Yeah, I don't think Charlotte Hale can claim the moral high ground no. on anyone at this point. Uh, she has destroyed the world, seemingly, and what left of humanity are her NPCs. And she's a robot dictator who is currently in the throes of questioning not only her reality, but if she can do this job very well. And it seems like she can't. Not to be a Serac and Rehoboam apologist. Sure. But weren't they trying to avert some kind of world-ending disaster? Yeah. Wasn't that really important to their character? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And remember when all the people on the train last season got the information that their entire lives had been like laid out for them by a big giant robot? And they were like, well, thank God that's over and will never happen again on even a more personal level. Right. And the rest of us, well, a lot of us will die in a seven year war with the robot. At least we know this on the train. So that's where we are now. <laughs> The episode ends with Christine finally able to see the tower. Whoa. And then Teddy arrives. Oh, my God. And she asks, who did this? <gasps> and he says, you did. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Obviously, tr- at least half true, since Dolores is also in Charlotte Hale's mind as well. Right. If this is a Dolores brain ball, then what Teddy is saying is 100% true. How does Teddy know this, though? Where did this Teddy come from? Yeah, here comes my theory that I told Ryan off mic. Teddy is a plant from Hale. Think about it for just a second, dear listeners. Who else Who else is making robots right now? I'm pretty sure Charlotte Hale has pretty much cornered the market on human synthoid robot production. So if Teddy came from anywhere, it came from her. This is part of her sick game she's playing and part of the reason why Christine exists at all. Right, do you think it's just Hale trying to, like, ascend another version of herself because she wants a friend and she wants it to be herself times two and that's basically what Christine is? And then out of nostalgic purposes, she made Christine look like her old pal Dolores? I'm sure that her motivations will be as as complicated as they are confusing. Sure. There do feel like a few scenes, sometimes per episode, that are a little up their own asses. Uh, more than usual where it feels like like this episode is named after a philosopher i just i want to know how much or what percentage of time jonah and lisa are sitting in a room and they're like you know what we are philosophers (laughs) like it feels that way sometimes i gotta say this season four has been a real roller coaster ride of ups and downs yeah uh, it's been a little bit of good episode, bad episode, mm-hmm. which is a trend we noticed in season three as well. And it kind of follows the exact same trend line, which is, is Caleb in it? So if this was a good episode, then there's a possibility the next one will be bad. There are a lot of people who like Caleb. There are people who disagree with us 100% and think when Caleb or Bernie shows up on screen, they're excited about it. And I, I don't think they're wrong. I I just think... That one of the storylines right now is is be- like if you think the Caleb Bernie storyline is the best one and it's better than the mystery that we are getting. By the way, remember season three when there was no mystery, no timeline bullshit, and if there was a mystery, it was so easy to figure out that it was barely worth it. Remember season one when the mystery was baked in completely? Yeah. 
Well, we got the mystery told to us at least 50 to like 75% of the mystery in this episode, which is why it was a good one. Right. None of it was attached to some mystery. The curtain has fallen and now we get to see what happens. Yeah. Maeve being unearthed was something I didn't see coming, but I didn't feel as emotionally rocked by that moment as I did when we found out that, you know, Christine is also kind of a god. I know that this is not the case. But if they used this to kill off Caleb's character, oh my God. the way that they used it to kill off James Delos, that would be so fucking crazy and dramatic. We know they're bringing Robo Caleb back. Don't worry about right. it. Right. Robo Caleb and Robo Christine right. is probably going to come in contact with each other pretty oh soon. Oh shit, we're going to have a Twilight and or True Blood-esque love triangle love between that. Dolores, Christine, and Teddy. Yeah. yeah. Who will they choose? Are you Team Edward or are you Tame? What's the other one? What's the other one? Edward and Jacob. Jacob. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, man. I remember the Taylor Lautner. I remember his name. Yeah, I didn't Taylor, by the, played by the indomitable Taylor Lautner. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't get a lot of work anymore. No, the generational defining actor, Taylor Lautner. Yeah, the only mystery left is, as Ryan and I mentioned, the timeline shit of is Christina's shit happening at the same time as Robo Williams shit? Why is Christine here? Who may like what is Hale exactly doing with Christine? Is is she putting her through a test? Is this Christine's maze we're watching, or is she like an outlier robot? But who knows? I say we just give up on Caleb. Let Caleb be redeemed through his cool daughter character, who's like the leader of the rebels. Right? Make her a really interesting character. And then it'll it'll make Caleb worth it, kind of, maybe. Maybe Caleb robot version of Caleb will sacrifice himself at the end of the season for his daughter, who he then gets. Because there has to be a scene where those two talk, right? Right. Oh, it's my dad, and you're the same age as me. Shit. Right. Weird, but let's have a conversation. Ryan and I will be back, whether it's good or bad, next week for Westworld. And then coming up after the ad, we'll have a fun segment where uh, Ryan and I... Try to convince JR to either not watch or watch Westworld. A conversation you yourself might have with your friends who are West curious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's something you've absolutely done before where you've yelled at each other in a room into microphones and at your friend to tell him whether or not he should watch Westworld. Uh, yeah. And now for a very special segment. We have our pal JR here, Apto Flintclaw from Nothing Star Academy, Mo from Galactic Kingdom, the Cookie Run podcast. He doesn't watch Westworld. I don't why are you not why are you here? Um yeah, I don't watch Westworld. This is not a Marvel one. Why are you guys doing a Marvel one again? Ryan and I are now gonna do a, a, a bit of a mock debate here. So JR has never seen any of Westworld, but he's considering watching it. And so Ryan is going to try to convince JR to watch Westworld. Oh, and no. I'm going to try to convince him not to watch Westworld. I love this idea. And Great. then uh, JR will, will decide on a winner. Right. Do you go first or do uh, I? Usually we flip a coin. Um, since, since you're trying to like convince me, I think Ryan should go first. Okay. Because I kind of I want to watch. I need content. I need something to watch. And... Four seasons, you said? That's Four seasons, you say? Possibly five. I could binge a little bit. Like, that's going to be fun. Five, you say? 
Uh, so you've not watched one episode of it, correct? I don't understand what anything it. What is it about dragons? Yeah, yes. Weirdly enough, it's about dragons. But again, you haven't you haven't watched one episode. Is of it. it really about dragons? No, no it's not a. Oh, I, I, that was my honest guess. Oddly, there is a dragon in the show. Oh, they just did a weird crossover. Don't worry about that. Okay, so this is why you should watch Westworld. Number one. It has one of the best first seasons of any television show ever created. It has one of the best pilots of any television show ever created. By the way, obviously, this is all my opinion, but that's what podcasts are. So in the first season, you have an Anthony Hopkins putting on a masterclass on how to act with a character, Dr. Robert Ford, that is incredibly well-written. In fact, the entire first season is incredibly well-written. The cinematography is amazing. The music is second to none. Raman Jawadi did it. He also did Game of Thrones. He's still doing it, by the way, in Westworld's fourth season. And they started shooting Westworld and then about a month or two into it, Jonah Nolan and Lisa Joy, the married couple who runs the show and writes the show, they told everyone to stop and go home because it wasn't good enough. They, I don't know how much money of HBO they wasted, but they were like, we got to figure this whole thing out. We really have to like have a plan for four to five true seasons before we get back into this because we honestly don't know enough about the show to make it good. So- yeah, that's what I'm trying to... No, my point is, they took the time. They did something that nobody else does. See something that's not good enough and says for everyone to go home because we're going to fix this shit. And the thing that came out of that was, again, as I've said previously, one of the best first seasons of television ever. I would say, if nothing else, watch the first season. I, as a person trying to get you to watch the show, am not telling you to watch the entire thing. If you like the first season, you have to do the second season just to see how it goes. But then take it from there on what you feel. There's an obvious decline of it being good (laughs) in the third and fourth season. But no matter what, you need to watch the first season of the show. And if James disagrees with that fact, then he's full of shit. Okay, so to start off, uh, my stereotype of JR is that he hasn't seen a lot of things. And so... A lot of things that you haven't seen. True. And so, well, I've seen things. things. Well, I gotta find a way to make this, uh, explain this argument of mine. So have you seen Lost... Yeah, it was terrible. As soon as they found the bunker, and then all of a sudden there were polar bears, I'm like, this is fucking Give me the stupid. microphone. Give me this microphone. Wait, no. Lost is not terrible. You're not allowed to jump in on God mine. God damn it. When it got to that point, Wait, so I was did like... Did you actually watch the whole show? I just told you. I enjoyed it and watched until they found this bunker, and then the next episode there was polar bears. And I was like... stopped. Okay, okay. You guys are Fair reaching enough. now. Like, you had such nice story going. That's useful information. How about, have you seen uh Dexter? Yeah, I like Dexter, but I'm not into serial killers because that's real shit. Did you watch the real thing? The whole thing? I've watched a lot of Dexter. Dexter's good. You haven't seen the whole thing. I appreciate Dexter for what it is. It's not my style. Okay, so never mind. Never mind. Okay, then. Have you seen Game of Thrones? No. No interest. Have you seen Battlestar Galactica? No, but I know about it. Is your point that you've seen none of this? So, Have you ever seen a show that you really, really liked? How about, did you see the Star Wars sequels? The new ones? Yes. The new new? New new. No. <laughs> okay. Is there anything that you watched all the way through and then when you got... They, yeah, I've seen, I've seen things all the way and through. Then they I know how to watch like a trilogy they and really, stuff. They really dropped the ball at the ending and it sucked ass. And then it made you not really like the whole show. <laughs> Are you trying to... No, you're trying to make me not watch this. So you're saying right. this is one of those. I'm saying, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's happened. With, with which show? Um... 
I mean, Heroes. I used to love that show, and it, it got real bad. A good example. Oh, yeah, it is a great example. Thank you, Jared. Around That's the writer's a terrific strike. example. So, do you want to? But but overall, I loved that, that show. show. Okay, well, here's what's going to happen to you because I'm looking into the crystal ball now, and there's two possible futures if you start watching Westworld. You will either start watching the show, and you will have your polar bear moment. Of thinking this is stupid and stop Along watching. Where, 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 where are we going to have that moment? What's Somewhere, season? inevitably. Okay. Season two, episode four. And then, aside from that, uh, if 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 it's not that one, then it's door number two, which is that you watch the entire show, and then the ending is such a letdown for you. And trust me, the decline of heroes that nothing compared to the free fall ninety degree decline of Westworld. You'll watch the whole thing. And then it'll betray you with a terrible ending, just like Heroes did. All right, so I'm going to... Well, Ryan gets a Ryan rebuttal needs, now. Yeah, Ryan needs to re- rebuttal, rebuttal for right. sure. Because right now, I'm just going to say, I am definitely swaying on not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> that totally worked, whatever you just pulled. <laughs> but you also sold me on watching it because there's so many things I haven't seen. And I honestly have... Like, I don't want to watch sounds, any... It sounds like you're we're starting out dead in the middle. Well, I don't want to watch any of those things you said. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I need content, so it seems like this might be the best thing to watch. I mean, you guys are doing a podcast, or, so it's or you be could decent. watch a show that's good from beginning to end. Well, let's see. You can go listen back to our first six years ago, us talking about the first season of it. Uh, you can listen to Baby James and Baby Ryan talk about Baby Westworld. But again, yeah, the first, I agree with almost all the things that James said, except for the fact that that doesn't mean that the first season isn't amazing and you should absolutely watch it. So is the show just the first season or like as a whole, Do you, like, like I said for Heroes, I love Heroes as a whole. Somehow they ended up making it all kind of make sense. I mean, it all happened in the same universe. So <laughs> that's you watch, what your bar is for making sense. It made enough logical sense when you watch like all of whatever five seasons that they had. Like, I generally enjoyed it all. Some seasons more than others. Is Westworld that, or should I just watch the first season and move on? I would call that not watching the show. By the way, sure. Yeah, no. Also, a point needs to be made. We are currently in the fourth season, and the fifth season has not been shot yet. We don't know how it ends. Are you excited? No, <laughs> not really. But uh, although the the episode that we recently just talked about, this most recent episode was really great. They started tying up loose ends. I'm not sure, and um, we talked about this previously. I'm not sure that it was great because I have been. Yeah, I've just been waiting for them to do what they did for so long that uh, a nostalgia bomb of what I thought it was going to be hit. So I was like, thank Christ this happened. At the same time, there is a scene in the first season that with the context leading up to it, with Ed Harris and Anthony Hopkins sitting across the table, that if you watch the whole thing and then you get there, you are given a payoff that is not seen in almost any media as good as that one is. Okay, now I have very, very specific questions. What kind of world is this? Is this in space? Is this like a before medieval with dragons? Is this a future world? And it's multi- in the not so distant future. Okay. Of like our reality type? Or no? Or it's all in a simulation. Oh, so you Unclear. have no fucking clue. Gotcha. <laughs> no, it's, so it's, it's in our future. But it or like, a simulation of the future. But everybody's in like medieval. No. Like garb? And live in castles? It's not Western civilization. Do they live in world. castles? It's West no. Western live- cowboy world. 
Oh, so it's cow. Oh, that's interesting that it's cowboys. Like it's I like robot cowboys. I enjoyed cowboys and aliens. Robot cowboys. I enjoyed cowboys and aliens a lot. Give me the microphone. You don't get the microphone anymore. Nobody who likes cowboys and aliens can listen to. The, I'm also with you on cowboys this, I love aliens. and aliens. Yeah. Everything aliens. Men in black. It was great. It was aliens. Who gives a fuck? It's go, like dinosaurs. Go see Nope, man. It was really good. Oh, I can't wait. I haven't seen it yet. This. Okay. I would honestly see it again. That's amazing. So yeah, this world is our future where there are theme parks that have robots in them that are like the NPCs and then you as a human go into their world and there are quests. It's like basically like a live D&D game that you can go into, but something sinister is happening with them robots. All right. The first one is Westworld. It's an old Westy town. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It actually kind of seems like I want to watch it. Yeah. I-, I will say... For like your listeners, you got a lot of listeners that listen to this podcast, right? Like oh, generally, especially the Westworld ones, not right? Believe. We're huge. Yeah, especially the Westworld <laughs> ones. So clearly, you all don't enjoy this show. So for <laughs> for the listeners that want to like enjoy and listen to content that they enjoy, check out Nothing Star. It's really good. And uh, play Cookie Run Kingdom, a mobile game, yeah, and then listen to our Cookie Run Kingdom podcast, Galactic yeah. Cookie. Was it? It's called Galactic Kingdom. <laughs> Galactic I, I Kingdom. I will also be starting a Nothing Star podcast. Recap and review podcast. I would love where that. I recap and review each episode. Please in a, do that in a very negative light. Sounds like it. Sounds like sounds like it'll be more enjoyable than uh, Westworld, yeah. right? I guess I'll watch a trailer and see if it gets me. I'll let you know. Hey, thanks for uh, explaining this weird show to me. Yeah, no, it's no problem. Thank Did you. I just lose. Yeah, I'm gonna watch a trailer. Get used so. to it, bud. And Ryan, just to say, before you watch Nope, man, it's actually pretty scary. Oh, no! Yeah, yeah but it's alien scary. That's not as scary. Okay. It seems pretty scary, though. It's less scary because it's unrealistic. It's pretty, probably a little scary. Were you scared of signs? No. Then it's not scary. Swing away, Joaquin Phoenix. It's all stupid. It's alien. Were you scared of alien or aliens? No, it's aliens. Come on. No, those scary. Were you scared of Predator? Yeah, oh, it's sca- not a scary movie though. That's it's an pathetic. action film. You're scared of a very clearly unrealistic. Oh my god! No, you're scared of the. Uh, get out of here! You don't <laughs> understand. Yeah, get out of here. Concept of an alien. Get so out of here. That like concept of all things in our known universe will be blown. That I don't really give a fuck. If Is Predator scared. blowing people? I'll watch that movie. Exactly. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.